Welcome to Teachers Are Heroes. Fun, creative, caring, enthusiastic. Role model. They make the world a better place. With your hosts, Adrian Swenson and Henry Godkin. Hello, welcome back. This is episode 10. And this week, uh, we have our 10th episode. Yeah, unbelievable scenes. Uh, I still can't believe we've made it this far. Yeah, I know. We've broken the seven, uh, episode 7 record. I thought you were going to say you've broken the seal then. Oh, I have uh, broken the seal oh, as well. Wow. Okay. wow. <laughs> very different podcast than I thought it was going to be. This week, um, obviously your host, Adrian. And Henry. And we're, uh, we're interviewing Ryan McIntyre. Uh, fellow New Zealander. Yes. And, An avid, uh, avid New Zealander. Yeah. Avid New Zealander. That means he really encourages New Zealanders, right? Isn't that what that means? <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And Ryan um, is in the film industry and also just an artist. So we're going to discover what he has to offer us on the podcast and also hear about his background. Yeah, it should be good. Uh, I'm looking forward to it, as I always am. Uh, I think... You know, we're really, really lucky and privileged to have all these different guests on and, and learn from them. So I'm sure we're going to learn lots from you, Ryan. And... Wow, I can't wait to teach. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody enjoy Ryan. All right, Ryan, how's it going today? Uh, good. Yeah, no, it's been a good day today. I mean, I'm in a moon boot, which is unfortunate. Yep. A little accident, but uh, other than that, going great. Going yeah, great. and uh, the moon boot, how long are you in the moon boot for? Uh, another four weeks, I believe, which is annoying, but hey, sometimes you just make silly mistakes. Sometimes <laughs> sometimes you just try to turn the wrong way and you <laughs> yeah. end up breaking your foot. It's never fun. I, I did it throwing myself off a wall when I was a little bit intoxicated. Oh, right. And, when yeah. you were about six, seven? No, this no was I was... Oh, this oh, was oh, last I was in first year of university. Oh, it was, oh uh, yes. yes. Ankle? Yes. Oh, yeah. And um, we got our Winston here. Uh, he's he's shuffling through Ryan's um, jacket at the yeah, moment. Yeah, don't go in there. Don't go in there. Don't go in there. He's <laughs> our, Lots he's of things going on. He's, um, our biggest, he's our biggest fan. Of yeah, he's the biggest fan. He's in every podcast. Um, so. Yeah, so Ryan, so where did you grow up? Uh, I grew up in a small coast town called Fakatane. I guess it's not so small nowadays. Um, I moved from there to uh, Hamilton and then... Uh, at age... Uh, man, at age, Straight in. probably Straight in like, <laughs> uh, probably, I'd say maybe like eight, maybe eight oh, or okay, nine okay. or something like that. Well, and I didn't know. Sometimes you, um, you know, you move before you're really born. You know, right. Like, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you call like, yourself, you're born from Fakatani, but you're actually, yeah, yeah. So we only had like the growing up experiences from maybe like, like born to like eight years old and then moved to Hamilton. And then I grew up in Hamilton until... I was about 17 and then uh, ended up moving to Wellington. And I kind of like almost feel like Wellington is where I like grew up the most, yeah. you know, like I feel like that's where you like, I became a, a person or like more of like, a, yeah. like an adult. Yeah. So it's definitely like where I kind of really feel like home is now is Wellington for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but, yeah. but we're in Auckland. Yeah, we are in so. Auckland now. So we have moved here. So I kind of feel like I'm away for work at the moment. So it's work yeah. that's brought you to Auckland. Uh, yeah. yeah. Originally, well, yeah, originally it was work that we were yeah. coming up here for the film yeah. industry. Um, I'm a performer, uh, active performer. I mean, I wear so many different hats and especially at the moment with COVID, it's very what, much whilst like... Whilst you perform or just... just yeah, general. it's mostly <laughs> a hat routine. Yeah, yeah, a lot of hat routines <laughs> yeah. I've been doing. Um, yeah, no, I've, been, I've, I've had quite a few different hats on in the industry um over the past man what would it be now 20 
16 so six years i've now been yeah. in the industry from performer to kind of like uh, uh, a producer for a, for a show uh, a motion capture performance artist which is doing kind of motion capture work yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, musician uh, general production assistant PA work cast driver like, so a bit of a jack of all trades yeah, yeah he loves Hen- that's Henry like I remember this is from Omar's episode <laughs> yeah. he used jack of all trades I remember that I, remember that. <laughs> I think it's from every episode yeah, yeah okay, he nice. loves talking about the jack of all trades <laughs> yeah a lot of uh, people have written in to talk about his jack Ah uh, yes, yes. Right, <laughs> I think especially Stop with saying jack of all trades. <laughs> <laughs> I think especially with uh, the film industry, or at least the entertainment industry in New Zealand, is you really have to get comfortable wearing different hats just to even you know to kind of like survive in the industry. Like you have to be able to yeah. adapt and be kind of like on your toes around what your skills are. But yeah, so many yeah. different skills from different areas really like go into like fit. I don't always know the right words to use, but you know, like the skills you gain in one one job can really yeah. help fit you yeah, into another yeah, yeah. role that you almost had no idea you were going to get yeah. into. You know? So interesting because obviously for, for us teachers, you know, you apply for a teaching role. It might be a different school, it mm. might be a different country, whatever, but you're applying for a teaching role. But it sounds like, you know, do you just sort of, I don't know, if you, if you finish a job and you look up new jobs, you're just like, yeah, that sounds like... That would be interesting. Like, yeah, yeah. It's kind of filmy. Let's go. Yeah, or... very much so. There's a there's a freelance directory that we kind of use, or at least I use, uh, to be able to kind of go from different jobs. Uh, sometimes you'll do a job with a kind of like a company or a production company, and you'll form a great relationship, and you'll move on for like a, a year or so, you know, and you keep doing the same jobs over and over and over for them on different shows. And then other times it's just like a one-off, you know, you get called up from a friend that kind of needs help with like, oh, we need a, a grip to be helping out in a department, and you go and do that. That's kind of like the beautiful uh, amorphous nature of the job that you really don't know where you're going to go, or, you know, yeah. one day you could be like helping out in the middle of nowhere on some beach doing yeah, a movie yeah, yeah. and then you know like you end up getting a theater gig and for the next six weeks you're working as an actor on a stage in a theater show and no security no yeah, yeah, yeah. no job security <laughs> no, no job security at all yeah. Like, yeah no tro- yeah, job security do, but yeah. do you like that aspect or or i suppose is it a bit frustrating like, yeah, it's definitely frustrating but yeah. definitely something you kind of have to come to terms with if you're in the yeah. industry you know like and I, i'm only speaking from my kind of like journey i know other people that have had you know jobs that have been in the same show for a really long time and that's yeah. been their main thing and sometimes they'll come to the end of that and be like ah, i think i'm actually finished with like entertaining i think i want yeah, to go right. be a lawyer or i want to do something else really? kind of, yeah yeah like, yeah completely kind of want to you want yeah, yeah yeah just want to do a different thing like i know for myself when i graduated from uh so i so i went through high school kind of like really interested in music i first and foremost am a musician i love music and then in year 13 uh, a friend of mine was auditioning from toy Fukati, the new zealand drama school and uh, he was like, you should get audition as well. Like you're in the school show at the moment and you really enjoy it. And I was like, yeah, okay, cool. Drove to Rotorua to do the audition. He didn't get a callback for the school, but I ended up getting a, like a, a callback to cool. come down to the, nice. come down to the school. I like that. Isn't and that I was like, like a lot of the things like I've read up like on like the Lord of the Rings. Yeah. And a lot of the people that took their kids in to be a hobbit. Yeah. They the people that applied for it they didn't get the call back but the people that were just like hanging out yeah. get the job you know yeah. it's it's, I, it's weird how the film I don't works. know what I I don't know what qualities I showed that were different to him because like he was a great actor still is a great actor but mm. you know it just wasn't the right place for him I guess so I went down and I did this audition and they ended up getting into a toy like I was offered a position there and I studied there. And it kind of out of left field, I was like, oh, I'm going to Unitech and I'm going to 
do a bachelor of applied sciences and do kind of like a whole health route and then in the end of high school like final year of high school like my entire trajectory changed just due to like these small decisions i was making and also a drama teacher and a music teacher who were like really big parts of my education while i was growing up that kind of were like you're young like go study what you really enjoy like really enjoy that and like follow that journey if that's what you really want to do like and yeah it was kind of like sounds like a, a drama teacher yeah so going back to that so you when you wanted you were studying science and you're really into that as well because you yeah. said you were into music yeah so. i well i had a whole idea i think i had a whole perceived idea of what i was going to become and that was my idea and then I don't know if it was ever really exactly what I wanted to be doing, but that was kind of what I, I maybe not fooled myself as the right words to use, but uh, like I would kind of just convinced myself that that's what I was going to do outside yeah. of anything of my creative kind of side. And now that I've done more creative work, I'm like, man, I could never see myself like in the roles that I originally started out as, yeah. you know? And yeah. 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 So, so was that mainly that, that, that period you're talking about was in Wellington. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So we okay. studied at, in a, at a, a campus down in Wellington. Yeah. yeah, cool. Okay. And so then you went. So you wanted to go to that tech, but then you ended up getting into that play in Rotorua. And into the into the school in Wellington. Yes. So they did or did auditions in Rotorua. Oh, okay, okay. That they do auditions sense. all over the country gotcha. to be able to like get into the school. And then we did recalls down in Wellington at the school, and yeah, oh, we okay. got in. And, so it's just kind of like American Idol, where they just kind of go to every place. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 American I... Idol is such a great way to see it as well. You know? Or maybe NZ Idol. With the, yeah, that was our one. We had so they had NZ Idol <laughs> here as well. We had NZ Idol, not even New Zealand Idol. It was NZ Idol, is why. <laughs> yeah, I think Michael Murphy or something won. Oh no, Ben Lummis. Sorry yeah. for any of Ben Lummis fans that are listening. I'm so sorry. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so they, yeah. So they, so they kind of go around. And just kind of. Does that give everybody opportunities to go to? Kind to of, a toy, yeah. yeah. Basically, like, it allows pe- kids from, or not just kids, like, even, like, adults, you know, to be able to audition, to be able to get into the school. Because the school very much, and they have said this for a really long time, like, we're not the right fit for everybody, and not all students are the right fit for the school. Like, yeah. the way we teach and what we teach, it's not right for everyone. And, you know, sometimes you might really love to be here, but we won't be able to get the work that you want to get and or what we want to get. So I think at the time, I just really much, I really... Uh, I think I fell into what they were like wanting to teach and was able to like kind of work with them to work with that, you know, Yeah, yeah. which is, yeah. So I, I was down there for four years. I ended up uh, doing six months and then uh, deferring to come back the next year. I was young and like, I'll be honest, I was a terrible student growing <laughs> up and like, I was like passionate, but the passion was very much not backed by any work ethic. So yeah. I kind of like yeah. rode on that for a while. Uh, and then yeah, deferred. Started doing six months of an auto mechanical uh, apprenticeship for fun. Wow. Kind of was doing that to get some life experience, you know. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. ended up coming back and finishing my degree uh, degree there. And then yeah, oh yeah. So you took a little break. I, I yeah. think it's important to yeah. to note because so many people just force themselves through it. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. yeah, taking that little bit of break to probably mm, yeah. helped you get through that. Yeah. Uh, and make that decision. Yeah. So okay. so did you um when you were thinking about in the mechanic school like yeah, yeah. what like what were you <laughs> just thinking about plays or like or did you just i was very much in the idea that i was like this is only a, a semi-permanent thing like i'm just doing yeah. this because like i, I quite like uh, like uh, mechanics i really enjoy cars so i was like i'm doing this for my own skills and to have fun yeah. 
and at the time you know i was doing it i i was doing it i don't know not in like a school but like out of a workshop so getting to actually work and get paid at the same yeah, time true and it was just really good life experience to go from like being in a campus like really not applying myself in the way that i should have been at the time to then go from that to be like now go work in this like small uh countryside mechanic kind of store work on tractors work on small people like small cars and i was just like wow this is very different to what i was doing which is probably at the time like really good for me yeah. but was also just made me really aware that i was like wow this is really not what i want to be doing <laughs> yeah, i want to get yeah. back to studying so yeah. well, i think that's really really important for people to do to mm. do something that they're like actually this isn't what i want to be doing mm. and and it uh, you know i think that's really really important yeah. mm. um because it makes you realize that I, th- I think it's important for people to do as many of those as it takes really because i yeah. think a lot of people just get stuck in what they're doing mm. do you know what i mean like, yeah they just get stuck and think oh i have to do this this is my career now mm. when actually it's not is it like, yeah you not can't at always all. change i i um, know people growing up that were very much like oh our school was very much of that idea as well that it was like end of high school you're deciding what you're doing for the rest of your yeah, life yeah, and you're yeah, deciding yeah. that right now yeah. and it was like okay like <laughs> I, I guess i know what i'm gonna be yeah, yeah. like I, I have to be that forever like yeah. okay <laughs> like, oh we, we yeah. had somebody who told us yeah really like, yeah you fill out like this questionnaire and then they're like you're gonna pack bags you have no skills yeah i think just we comes did. up with a big red sign eh? like <laughs> yeah. untalented or something you're like oh cool guys <laughs> i think it's the crazy thing is because in america you no one tells you that kind of stuff they literally mm. just give you a bunch of extracurriculars that's what yeah. i think the big difference is in america because people always say like why does it take so long to graduate yeah. from university i'm like because they make you try like four eight Four to eight different things. Yeah, that's cool. Before you even can even make a decision. Do you think that's good or? I think it's good. I mean, mm. they probably do it because they want to make a little bit more money. But <laughs> you know, an extra right, year right, of tuition right. costs like yeah. fifty thousand in some yeah. places, even more. So I think it's. I think having that allowed me. Also, I worked construction in the summer, and I was like, I definitely mm. don't want to work construction. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it's just. I mean, I think it was really good. Good work ethic. I learned mm. a lot of skills of, for those kind of things. But I also, man, I didn't like being yelled at by some guy that yeah. wasn't as qualified as me like you know like i realized that you know that they've been doing it for so long that they know exactly that's the way they're going to do it and that's the only way they're going to do it kind of thing Mm, yeah and it was really hard for me to i mean i did it i just just didn't say anything and just went on with my day right and you made a ton of money (laughs) which was crazy because i I was making like four thousand dollars a week oh yeah oh right us all right so So, like a lot of money yeah Yeah, and when you had no responsibilities rent was a hundred dollars a month Wow. You were uh, you were living pretty good. Yeah. So I think how people get stuck in those ways mm-hmm. and coming out of it. So when you came out of it, did you uh, out of the mechanics thing? Did you just you stuck with it and you you know you had a work ethic that you yeah kind of came back with like a renewed vigor I guess you know like my passion for the for performing was very much like renewed you know and I I, I the entire time I was studying acting and performing arts I was always finding a way to include the passion of kind of music as well because that was a big driver you know into the idea of even wanting to perform or like be a storyteller i think if anything i i feel like i'm a storyteller more than i am any other thing you know like that's really much what i've like really honed in at becoming like a like 
uh, creating stories or being able to be within kind of like a, a world and, and tell a story from that place. Um, we came back to, yeah, to, to Toy and studied in there and graduated in 2016. I, I made a, um, one of our tutors that came in, he was a stage combat tutor, which when you're a guy that loves kind of like sports like I am, I was like, yeah, this is awesome. Let's teach me how to like fake fight my friends. Yeah. Like amazing. <laughs> His name's Alan Henry and he's still, a, a, he does stage combat teaching as well as stunt training. He's an amazing stunt like an amazing performer down in Wellington and I kind of became his Padawan uh, to, to him he was yeah. he was like I was like man I love what you do I love the work that you're doing I'd love to do this and he was like sweet meet me here at this gymnastics gym every Thursday we're going to train at this time and if you turn up then we'll see how it goes and then for like six to eight months we turned up every Thursday and I just trained kind of in stunts and, and very much left toy with the idea that I was going to be a physical performer at the time yeah we started working at Weta Digital and literally 6 a.m the next day after graduating we started work on the war for the planet of the apes uh yeah. doing motion capture for the apes films which i thought i knew what i was in store for but the physical workout that it is to run around with hand stilts and in constant squats uh, yeah. was oh because you're you're acting as a as apes yes yeah it was so much fun but gosh it was tiring like yeah. super tiring to just be in a full squat for eight hours a day and then go home and come back and every day but right? lovely you yeah. know like lo like complain about the tiredness of it but like oh i loved it so much it was so much so fun. you were like in a planet planet of the apes were you yeah it? so so i the modern one that came out yeah the third one of the trilogy was the one that i started my work with weta weta or at weta doing so can um, you just sorry just for people that aren't from new zealand what is weta oh yeah so weta uh digital so weta has a couple different departments there's weta workshop which you would know from all their beautiful kind of physical props um that are in like the lord of the rings the hobbit as Narnia. well as like yeah Narnia, district uh, nine district just nine yeah. yeah oh district nine is beautiful for those yeah. as well oh, yes yeah, so and then uh and then there's a uh, another company that's part of it or maybe like under the same umbrella of Weta that's Weta Digital that do all of their visual effects uh, okay. and uh, yeah when you need um, I don't know Thanos running around fighting people sometimes Josh Brolin hasn't done all the movement for the character and they need someone to come in and have a little bit more of the kind of physical action for it yeah. so they'll call in a guy like Alan or they'll call in if they need someone that's not as good as Alan that to be able to be a body getting thrown around or getting punched or having a big fight scene with people like they'll call in guys like me who are very much uh, like trained to be able to do physical performance and physical storytelling uh, kind of through uh, yeah 3D motion capture like it's yeah. it wow. sounds amazing and if anything amazing. I really loved it but like it's so unflattering you're running around in grey lycra pyjamas with dots oh, all yeah. over your body <laughs> oh, yeah, like, true. You're, you're sweating like yeah. the great equaliser is to be like look at like look at this incredibly attractive lead like like some guy from the states that's come over and he's jacked and you put him in grey pyjamas and he just looks exactly like everyone yeah. else and everyone looks so unflattering and it makes everything like big that you want to be small and everything small that you want to be big yeah and, yeah it's kind yeah, of I've like seen, a great I've seen like behind the scenes of um uh oh, what's his name the guy who played Gollum Andy's Andy Circus, Circus. Yeah, yeah, yeah I've seen behind the scenes of him doing it and mm. like uh, Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. as the smile, yeah, yeah. Wow. and like you're right there just yeah. like <laughs> with dots all over their yeah. faces and yeah. like a camera sometimes just sticking oh, out. Yeah. so weird yeah. but the effect it makes is really mm. cool oh yeah beautiful so can you can you like pick out yourself in Planet of the Apes you're like oh yeah that looks like me isn't yeah it? I, I, I can especially in Planet of the Apes because we did so much of the we just did a lot of um, reshoots for that film just because there was so much physical action happening in the background and I think like I haven't like 
I'm not too sure what the numbers would be, but I'd say that me as well as Alan would probably make up maybe like a third to maybe a half of all of the background oh, really? visual oh, cues in the entire yeah, film. Just, they just... Because they copy and paste you. You yeah, can copy yeah. and paste your movement everywhere. They'll do 12 cycles of different movement with different takes. And they'll take that and they'll just copy and paste it all along the background of a shot, you know? So I, I don't know if I could pick myself out to be like, that's a sp specifically me in that movement. <laughs> but it's like, that's probably 15 of me around yeah. that area. Yeah, like, yeah, that's yeah. me running around getting punched for a day and wow so it was amazing so when you were in school did mm. you want to be this like because like when i went to film school for a year they told me at the end of my first year this is why i quit film school because <laughs> right. they told me you have to make a decision on what you want to be yeah. you have to be a, in the lighting you have to be in the editing yeah. or you have to do whatever yeah and they're like i suggest you do lighting because that's the best way to get into the film yeah. industry because they always need people to hold lights basically yeah. to keep lighting on so did you and then i was like no i want to be a director or editor and they're like yeah yeah, it'll be tough. Yeah, yeah. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to be a math teacher. Yeah. And so and I just <laughs> fully changed. What a yeah. <laughs> But I just wondered if they did that to you at your school, or did they just kind of give you a broad? Oh, like, to be honest, I was a very problematic student. So, like, the <laughs> idea of me, the idea of, like, teachers coming to be like, let's plan out a future was very much not my kind of forte at high school. Like, No, I was, not, sorry, not in high school. This was in college, Oh, at university. At, at, after, yeah, yeah, at yeah. university. Yeah, at university, it was very much like, they catered classes to be like, hey, here is like here is three weeks of a learning block we're going to do with a specific tutor. You might get everything you'll ever think that you needed from this class, or it might be the techniques that you don't want to use for the future. And some things will gel with you and some things that weren't. Things that really gelled with me were physical movements, things that placed it within your body and made it a little less heady. Anytime you made acting techniques or performance techniques heady, I just... What do you, what do you mean by heady? Kind of like a, too much thinking behind the process of it of like a lot holding all these different things in the, in the brain or kind of like coming in to be like you're this character and these different settings and these yeah. kind of things i found it a lot easier if i was able to place that within my body and come in with a yeah. physical offer and allow that to inform the intentions of what Hence, i was up to you're a gorilla Hence why i'm a gorilla yeah, yeah, yeah. get in that moment yeah the, yeah okay i see yeah. what you're saying so when you were doing that you were you were you said you were one third of the guys yeah the other guy, yeah, right? yeah so yeah. the other people are do they like i don't really understand sorry i'm still confused hey you're good what so are you confused what, about? like how could you all be all those places like do they just make you well, they, they copy just copy you. And yeah paste i know they copy it, yeah. and paste you but like isn't that the same movement so everybody's yeah. making the same movement i'll tell you this and to anyone that's watching go watch background movement especially any visual effects artists and you'll notice how like literally i'm getting one ounce by your dog <laughs> <laughs> this is so Winston, cute stop it <laughs> you'll notice that about 80 percent of it is all just copy and paste motion that's the exact same thing you'll have a fight beat with a sword that goes over here and then over here and they'll just be like copy and paste that a million times go watch the fellowship of the rings aragorn and boromir do the same three fight beats in every single fight that they're in in the entire film and you never notice it because you never pick up on it but yeah have a look at it now because there's yeah. a lots of other things and don't that's not ruin that, those that, movies that's, for me yeah, yeah. that's not what you're aware don't of at the time you're aware of like me, boromir is sacrificing after all this character turn and he just goes but it's yeah i mean that's true but that's probably because the fight choreo at the time or the fight choreographer was like these actors get paid a lot i don't want to get injured so like let's give them simple fight beats so they don't end up hurting themselves like there's some bad stories of a lot of actors getting injured or even like stunt guys getting injured in wellington or different places just due to like reaching a little bit too far for a, a, a kind of like tom cruise beat. is a famous one for getting injured yeah he's well he does it all to himself yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's always injuring himself well wow, wow so yeah. you did that for a while yeah you did were just that, yeah. taking off 
getting chased by apes. Yeah, and well, like... yeah, doing that, and then we'd do other films like Mortal Engines and stuff. Like it was very much like you didn't know what you were shooting until you turned up on you the did day. Yeah, so oh, nice. like it, I a lot of Marvel films, some of the different kind of DC films that came out, and I wasn't massive parts in them. I was really just background kind of movement. You know, they just needed like a tree. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> we need a tree, and then, like I was bl- in, I was in there blowing like a tree. It was beautiful. <laughs> no, um, I, they would do stuff like oh we have a little fight beat that the Flash needs to be done then he just needs to jump over this like obstacle and then kick this dude in the head and you're like sweet I can do that or we'll do Guardians of the Galaxy and it'll be like yep Star-Lord needs to shoot this pistol and then jump on this thing and you're like cool and that's what I did for ages and it wasn't the most glorious like I'm an actor in front of the camera it was very much like this is fun like this is so Mm. much fun to be able to jump around in pajamas with like a very good friend of mine and being able to get paid to do so like was so much fun yeah and having a laugh and everyone takes it so kind of like fun as well you know and no one's angry if there's kind of like you know obviously you're working to a deadline but no one's angry if you're like not getting the physical performance directly perfect because you're not center stage exactly you're not center stage and you're also like you're working off a brief that's like sometimes the briefs they would give you were like so 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 not helpful they would be like we need to see these five different qualities and you're like right but you can't see my face in any of this (laughs) and all of its physical intention so like all right which came show me anxiety yeah Yeah. you'll be like (laughs) it doesn't make sense because it's a podcast so you can't even see my movement he's crying and and, and sobbing and also rubbing so i did that for i did that for about um two years two or three years while i was in welly and then ended up getting a role as a as a as the big bad in a, in a movie called black christmas um which released in the states and around the world but unfortunately did not get a release here in new zealand what yeah but it was filmed not, in new zealand it was filmed not here a in home dunedin release. yeah oh. not even a home release it was filmed in dunedin i had an amazing time uh, uh ben black and madeline adams couple actors in new zealand that like i had an amazing time with down there but unfortunately um so oh, had, lucy as well lucy was amazing um we had a lot of fun but we just didn't get a release here in new zealand because supposedly the audience tests that they did it didn't rate highly here like uh, like can you get it on youtube you can you can get it on youtube and what is it called bad christmas black christmas oh black is what christmas it's, called. Okay. Yeah. it's a horror film it's a horror oh, film. Oh, okay i'll tell yeah, you that I'm it's a sure. classic b-grade horror yeah, film all right man it was fun to I, film I, I it was <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've only watched one in my life i love horror films yeah big <laughs> well so you um the grinch isn't a horror film. oh yeah I told true, you true, true the grinch jim carrey's scary yeah he is actually so in that horror film and it got released worldwide. How did it do, as a horror film, be great? Like, I'm not saying it needed to be chart, but I'll were you it, happy about not it? Well, not well. No, okay. I'm not well. I'm happy with my performance, and I'm happy with all of my friends' performances in it. Like, I think they killed it, and I think we did a really good job. The movie itself, like, was not good. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I like, and I know, like, obviously, this is like, you shouldn't talk badly about products you were on, but of what it was supposed to be and what it became were two very different things. The intention around it was to kind of like do a deep dive into a culture that existed. And by the end of it, it was like, these bad things happen because of magic. And, no, it, like, and yeah. you were like, okay, like what, when did this happen on the cutting room <laughs> yeah. floor? Like, when did we get to this point? You, you would have no control over that, would you? No, absolutely yeah, no yeah, control. Absolutely. You just like, you're at the mercy of like editors, sound engineers, like producers, so much of a producers. Producers have a lot of like hand in what happens eventually. They're the ones with the money and they're the ones that are funding it. So they kind of have like one of the final write-offs to be like, this is what the movie's going to be like. And I just, unfortunately, like it just kind of became a very different thing to what it was supposed to be. But I had an amazing time filming on it. It's currently, I believe, the 74th lowest rating movie on IMDb. <laughs> nice. Only two above The Room. Room. so oh. like it was oh. it, it was a lot of fun it was a yeah. lot of fun but yeah I mean, so in that film because you went from planet of the apes 
Yeah. You were fighting everything. And what kind of role did you play in that? I played the big bad. So I played the big bad evil guy. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. So yeah, it was yeah. like one of my first like on-screen performances in a feature. And man, yeah. it was so much fun to film. Yeah. So like you say, you're jumping from lots and lots of different things, aren't you? And yeah. I suppose, I'd just like to sort of, what advice would you give to anybody who's who might be listening and or just, just generally about sort of, because, you know, you went through school... And then you, you did, you know, you went to what, like film yeah. acting college or whatever. Yeah. And then, you know, what advice would you give for anybody who's kind of wanting to follow the same route or thinking about Oh, wow, right. Or... Don't. Yeah. <laughs> That's don't. what all the actor podcasts say. Don't, 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 yeah. like, don't do it, God, please don't do it. Have a backup plan. The thing, the thing to be aware of. teaching. Don't yeah. do it. Yeah. <laughs> the, th- the thing to be aware of is uh, unless you're working on a full-time show or land a role on a full-time show that you have a full-time character and you're doing that week in, week, in, week out, um, yeah. it's incredibly hard to live a full-time work week uh, as, a, as an actor or a performer in New Zealand. We don't have a ton of work and we don't have the ability to be able to like uh, give enough work to the people that are trained and doing so. Yeah. So I would say the thing that I've found the most, um, especially like in skills and also just like traits you kind of really need to work on is your resiliency, your ability to kind of yeah. like really stick with your trade. And if you're passionate about something, work on it. Even if people aren't seeing it and it's not getting big, it's not getting views, it's not, you know, like it's not getting all of the recognition that you need just to put in that work because it'll pay yeah. off, you know, yeah. like I, I, I am a massive nerd. <laughs> I love so many different things in nerd culture and geek culture. And one thing that I'm incredibly passionate about is Dungeons and Dragons. And oh, I nice. love that. And I became, I played a lot of it and played a lot of it after toy because it was my favorite ability week in week out to get more acting experience with my friends and do improv and stuff. And from that passion and working on it, and it was like a side hobby to like my acting, I ended up uh, writing and, and being the kind of like the lead actor in a show um, uh, for a show that I wrote in Wellington um, called Dungeoning and Dragoning, which sold out three weeks prior to even the show coming out like it was nice. it was it was i think it was because all of the people that came to opening night classified it as a five-star experience it was classified as a high arts experience like a D show as a high <laughs> arts experience. it was just like so funny to think of that but yeah i mean if anything it's to go like find the things that you really enjoy and the things that you kind of have a natural talent for and stick, work hard at them yeah, yeah i work suppose it's the same them. you could say that across yeah. everything really yeah Pretty yeah, yeah truly really advice just generally you know yeah. so, you're passionate about it yeah. yeah and so you probably accepted quite a few different roles like obviously you said you were were you the lead actor in this dungeon what is it called dungeon? Uh, yeah dungeoning and dragoning yeah dungeoning dungeoning and, and it's hard for me yeah. to say that dungeoning and dragoning Man, I'm, I'm really hoping that we'll get to do like a reprieve of the show because it was oh reprieve probably not the reprisal of the show yeah. because um it got ca- cut short due to covid damn oh, so you, it was right, damn yeah, COVID. yeah so yeah. it was right at covid times yeah it was like literally we just came we were just doing the show uh maybe like two months into there being like covid kind of problems and then it was like oh we'll kind of get a full season we're fully sold out and then got cut short but hey so you never got to do it we never, we got to do three shows of that a six show season and all three of them were sold out and the audience loved them and we oh. were having the greatest time but unfortunately just didn't work out like just due to covid and then i ended up moving up here to auckland and yeah. kind of it's oh. yeah Skipping it's just a lot. the way the way it, well, it gave me shivers to think about how unfortunate that is like, yeah like actually like well it's just think about it's been the same across the whole entertainment yeah. industry isn't oh, it yeah. i mean it, they've just been hit so hard by it yeah. so have you have you found that yourself sort of obviously being in the entertainment industry yeah. has it has the covid thing just really yeah. stopped you like in your trials, yeah yeah i mean specifically for uh, uh, actors i think a lot of them have like everyone's either looking to retrain or looking for different outlets that they can perform or keep their kind of creative uh, passion going yeah. um, so you didn't go back into the workshop 
No, I did not. No, I'm working on my own cars and my friends' cars, but yeah, definitely, definitely not back into the mechanics. I'm good. I really don't want to be working on some Suzuki Swift that hasn't been looked after. Like, gosh, I couldn't think of anything else. Uh, I, don't, uh, I don't know what to do with this. Yeah, yeah, why? Um, but um, no, I think if the biggest impact has, has gone that people uh, uh, keep light on their toes, move into different jobs, you know. Yeah. Once COVID hit, you know, there was a, there was little acting work in New Zealand to begin with and, 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 and you really had to work hard to be able to get those roles and then sometimes yeah. you weren't the right look or the right kind of like performance for it and then that's fine, you move on from it. But it meant that you had to find other ways to kind of fuel your career and your passion yeah. and for me, I really love physical performance. So I was doing motion capture as well as like just any real jobs. It came to a point that I was like, I'm open, I've moved to Auckland. Me and, Give the, me me and my partner at the time, yeah. I was like, I me anything i'm keen to just work at the moment and i ended up actually doing like a complete 180 of like dramatic performance to then the most dramatic performance there is into reality tv yeah and i ended oh, up working yeah. as a, a working as a, a production assistant on a couple uh, a couple shows in reality tv which was not something at all that i thought was i was going to fall into but then in, i did for like a good maybe year and a half was working working in reality tv until uh, maybe like april last year or march last year so yeah so yeah. did you come up to auckland and then you got that and then you had to i did yeah yeah yeah, okay. yeah. so i came up to auckland and just because then... there's what more opportunities up here is there or yeah me, uh, me and my partner at the time she was working on um lord of the rings the lord of the rings tv show that was up here and she was amazing at her job still is amazing at her job when's um, that coming out by the way i don't I've just seen a load know. of trailers. Sorry. I'm You're all good. You're all good. You're all good. <laughs> hey, but that's, uh, we'll nerd out about this after yeah, that. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very keen on it as well. Um, I, yeah, ended up just getting a, a job, you know, looking through the directories, new to the city. I had no connections up here. I wanted to get a job. Ended up like falling into the reality TV, like business for like a, like a year and a half doing different production roles, which was just like completely out of left field. But I kind of like that. I really love being like, yeah, and I love going yeah. in different positions and different kind of like um, places and doing different jobs because I think if at the end of the day you learn so many different skills from different jobs that allows you to understand other people's positions. Yeah, I think yeah. empathy and the ability to put yourself in someone else's shoes allows you to communicate with them better and it also allows you to just like know how a process works. People get so pissy and annoyed at each other about problems that they really just don't understand because they, they don't can't relate to each yeah, other. They can't yeah, understand yeah, it from right. each other's. Yeah. So empathy and resilience, I guess, would be the two yeah. things that I would definitely say you need nice. to work on. So in the, in the, in the um, reality TV, yeah. what what was I... Because I, I am... <laughs> what I'm was not that a, world like? Yeah, what is that... <laughs> fake but real world yeah uh wild real world. That was it was the first wild reality, right? it was it was truly wild like probably so much fun so 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 much fun and you know like fast fast turnaround very fast turnaround and so much of what i assumed was uh kind of like fake or you know like really rigged was actually incredibly human and really real and and wasn't rehearsed really from, yeah and which i you know i came in like i'll be honest i came in with a very much like an idea of what it was going to be and that's exactly what reality tv is and this is how it's going to be and this it's is how it's going to play fake, out and i was like yeah, yeah it's all fake it's all this and then i turned up on set on like first day and i was like oh my god like the people that make the content are angels like all these people are working so hard they're all really good at their jobs they're like really fun to be around and then like the work themselves are like oh right a lot of this like most of it isn't scripted at all yeah, like yeah, yeah. all of it's very much like the people like and i think that comes down to they cast interesting people to be able to have interesting dialogue right like yeah. you cast a bunch of people that are uncharismatic they'll sit around grunting at each other at a table you know <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. there won't be much to watch so yeah, yeah, yeah. i did a couple too uh, we did um bachelor and the bachelorette and i had a couple different jobs on on those and then uh kind of 
came into my own working on Celebrity Treasure Island, the 2021 Celebrity Treasure Island that um, Chris Parker won. Spoilers for anyone that hasn't seen it. Um, but Chris Parker, Chris Parker ended up winning we'll it. Spoiler alert! Spoiler, we'll spoiler! Cut, spoiler. Um, we'll cut it out, sorry. Yeah, but um, worked as a, as a uh, challenge assistant, uh, assistant challenge producer um, there. So I was making the games, coming up with, I or mostly executing the games and helping them kind of build them with the what, build to make, department. Like, to make sure they could would actually be yeah well you have to we have to come up with the ideas for how they actually even work you know like yeah. how how like what kind of games do we can we get three teams of eight to kind of do these massive pulley games they fire i don't know watermelons at each other or these crazy kind of puzzles yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff and, and and ellen who was the challenge producer the lead that i was like helping her she had the most she had the best mind for it she was just so 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 good at coming up with these games and i think by the end of it she came up with a close to like a hundred of these different games you do three a day just like all these different ideas and all the different rules for them and how to run them and interfacing with the build team to be like this is how we're making them and that job was stressful like seven days a week 12 hours a day but like fun <laughs> like yeah, nice. massive fun nice. and like you know like it was it was hard work incredibly hard work so they played three games a day yeah so we, they did a, wow, a game in the morning yeah yeah incredibly so yeah, <laughs> yeah. incredibly so so like because in the reality tv that i've seen like they only show it's only an hour long yeah but you're filming all day right is or yeah is, yeah i mean there's like probably a like, lot of editing like yeah a lot, a lot of editing yeah the editors at, at, at the company were incredible and they do they take like so many different like kind of storylines and interweave them together to make like a really good narrative yeah. you know yeah, cool. and that's that's that that's really good on them to be able to do so but i think yeah yet again that was another career shift to go like a year ago i was like in dunedin i was playing a bad guy in a horror film and now i find myself here in the on the mid in the middle of a beach in the far north of new zealand riffing whether or not these people can throw an egg over like a pole <laughs> to catch it in their hand without a breaking you know what I mean? and that's just going like man i really do just love how life can throw you curveballs sometimes yeah. and you just like, like end up in yeah, 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 yeah yeah um so yeah. can i just take a, a slightly different turn with my question basically like you talked about your your education your early like life and you were you weren't the best student yeah definitely like not so yeah. like do you think i mean you, you also talked about a couple of teachers who had like an influence yeah. on you and stuff how much of your sort of formative years and the education you did had an impact on where you are now basically do you wow. did, if any at all or yeah wow i mean it's really not something i've, I've thought of much to okay. be honest but my initial instinct and like i know this is like a teacher podcast no no it's, it's not teacher no, we are two teachers oh, sorry sorry about... i didn't mean to i didn't mean to, to, to <laughs> we are take two you guys teachers. in like that that's my man that's my man we are it's for everyone it's for everyone it's two teachers that want to know about people's education yeah i so. think i think uh, a, a large majority of like uh schooling when i was growing up really really didn't play play into where i am now yeah i think yeah. that really came down to like specific uh specific kind of interactions with some teachers maybe yeah. like i can think of two specifically francis cowan who was my music teacher mm -hmm. and nick clothier who was my drama teacher so is that and secondary school secondary so, school yeah, yeah. yeah um i was always a, like i love performing i love dancing i love kind of like just being performative all through high school and then you know you get to high school and and sorry all through school and then you get to high school and they start doing school shows and i was like i want to be in these school shows so badly i'm like this is gonna be so much fun it's like music and singing and dancing and yeah. like this is amazing Amazing. and I just like I think my my music teacher really saw like the passion that was I kind of had for mm. this art and he was like 
yep like i'll put in the effort if you're going to put in the effort and i was very much a like a a, like a 100 percent full and engaged in one topic and completely uninterested in another one if i was at the if i was interested so i was very much like music performing and so much of my kind of like you know the actual helpful skills like maths and sciences and like accounting really fell away to the the wayside but i think that also comes down to less to do with the school and just like what was happening with like family and life at the time yeah yeah you can't can't always look at your teachers and be like oh well teaching was this way because of the teacher it's like some kids are having a very tough time at home they're like they're having different things happen that like are outside of the school's control you know um but i think nick clothier had a really like strong uh kind of like impact and me going to toy and starting out like he was yeah. very much like you'd be an idiot to not take this opportunity you know and francis you know he had all the time in the world to better like help me like kind of uh like f- he knew that i was on my own journey and that i wasn't necessarily the most like classical performer so he was like yeah i mean i'll relate to you in the ways that i can then he just really like tried to put himself in my shoes and really tried to help me out by going look like we can't communicate in the exact same way one-to-one but like you know he was a classically trained pianist probably one of the greatest pianists i've ever seen amazing composer amazing kind of like choir director and i was like the most like heavy metal rock like kind of kid you know i'm not so much anymore but at the time i was like distortion and deafen me with the music you know and he was like i he's like, i can't relate to that but i'll work with you to find that passion through you That's and he was cool, like look it? well yeah. actually if you get away from the music you just have a incredible passion performing and storytelling and yeah. kind of like making people feel good you know and that's really where you draw from and yeah. at, at that level yeah my my art form's different and yours is but man i can really relate to you with that and he kind of was became a, you know a guiding teacher yeah had yeah, that empathy yeah. and had that i don't know resilience to stick with a kid that's so like you know like screw the system and i'm too cool cool for school but inside being like Rage i'm so i'm so scared of exposing myself i'm so scared of being vulnerable oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so do you take that do you take that learning from your um like because the, these people are kind of like your mentors, I would say. I wouldn't yeah. say they're your uh, tutor or something, but they're more like your mentor. They're helping yeah, you they out will, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. So when you t- get on these roles of these sets and you're indifferent, like, like, do you just ask so many questions or do you just try to watch And when you're on the set? So when I'm on set? Yeah. I mean, oh man, that's a really good question because there's so many different times that it feels so socially wrong to ask too many questions. But then also like if you don't ask questions and you get things wrong then that feels way worse than just asking a question, you know? Like, I love uh, film sets and also just crews or really anyone that I work with that are happy to be like, ask as many questions as you want because I would rather you ask the question and then make a mistake and be like, oh, cool, it still happened, then just make a mistake or, like, screw something up because you're too scared to yeah, ask. Yeah. And especially on a film set, like, you know, you have to be quiet You have to if the people are performing, but... I really do have a big heart for anyone that like it can see someone struggling and wants to come over to be like, Hey, how can I help your job yeah. run smoother? So my job can run smoother. So yeah. Their job can run smoother, you know? And, yeah. Oh yeah. Communication is absolutely key. And some people that, you know, don't work on that skill, like really find it kind of fall away to the wayside because, you know, people find it hard to work with people that are either, New Zealand's very small, so yeah. if you get a reputation for being a bit of a dickhead, you know, then like, or not a great person to work with, then hard to find jobs yeah. when the same people yeah, are employing yeah, yeah. you over and over again True. you know but. it's interesting you talk about questions because i think i don't know if you find this in the classroom like i want the kids to ask loads and loads of questions yeah. and i want them to keep checking things and stuff mm. like that but there is a point where you get some kids who just continually ask and you're like i, I don't have time to answer you, all these you, questions you gotta like, just do a little bit on yeah your own. Like, you gotta mm. try and do some of it on your own yeah. so 
it's finding that sort of balance. Yeah, mm-hmm. do you find that? Oh, yeah, like, definitely. Yeah. And I think that's just like life in general. You ask a few questions at the beginning to get mm. going. Then you, you know, try something and then you fail and then you oh, ask the questions. questions. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. like, if you just ask questions, you know, nothing gets done. Yeah, so you, you have to do a little bit of that process. Of and it. I guess that's, that, that's very true when you work with groups of people, right? Because you guys, you must have like 20, 25 kids in a class or something like that. Yeah, so yeah. it's not like yeah. you guys, as much as maybe if you would even want to, you don't have the capacity to go like i can focus on just this one kid and like yeah, push yeah, 19 yeah. of them to the side it's like i'm teaching to all of you you yeah. know and i can try my hardest to keep up with like other people's difficulties and what they're finding but like the majority always kind of like takes control right like, yeah. yeah so in in when you're going back to you so when you were asking those questions and you know earlier on i'm guessing you probably asked more questions than when you were the senior editor on The Bachelor. I'm just kidding. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when you're senior the senior editor, like, wow, that was an amazing job. Was the bachelor. Oh, he was the Bachelor. That's right. Yeah. They said that when I got the job, they were like, oh, uh, uh, terrible that you can't be on the show. And I'm like, I'm good. I'm, like, I'm good. Like, I don't need to be on The Bachelor. I'm all so when good. you're doing that though, because you said you were a producer for that. Yeah, I was, or not on The Bachelor, The Bachelorette. I was just a production assistant. I was just helping out, but I was the assistant challenge producer on uh, oh, Celebrity on... Treasure Island. Okay, sorry. So in that. <laughs> Come on, man. Hey, you're all good. So many different titles and also a completely different world, you know. There's so many reality TV shows that you've been on. I'm just kidding. You're living a reality TV show. So, the on that though, when you're doing those games and stuff like that, and you do you how do you guys decide on which game is shown or all of these decisions do you have play any roles in the, I think, the games aren't you? oh yeah, yeah. yeah. The games are, we'll play some after this yeah, we'll, yeah. Set, we'll set up a massive seesaw in the back yeah. we'll get watermelons or something like that um, a lot of it really was out of my control oh, to okay. be honest like I was really mu- I was very much a person that was facilitating the role of going Just do, come, this, do, do this job Like, yeah. but also like liaise between departments they needed a guy to be able to work with all of the builders that have to build these massive gargantuan yeah. sets and go can the game even work? It's great to have an idea on paper, but you, if you draw it up and you're like, and this is how it will be, and a builder will come yeah. along and be like, that's physically impossible. You know, like <laughs> yeah. that actually that can't. That will cost thing... $25 million. <laughs> yeah. There yeah, is yeah. a thing called gravity. Yeah. 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 yeah, and there's sometimes like, sometimes you would see a game that you thought was going to be go terribly and you're just standing there in disbelief being like, I'm so like so stoked that this went so well. And then other times that you think it was so simple and you're just like kind of like covering your face being like, oh my God, I completely forgot that that was like a part of the rule that I'd forgotten and that like <laughs> it's so exploitable or yeah, like, yeah. like a game you thought was going to take like 10 minutes takes like 30 seconds and a team wins and yeah. you're like damn like, there's literally like so much of my week is like oh I think this lesson's going to be amazing and yeah. terrible or yeah. you're like oh I'm really worried about this one yeah. I'm not sure and then it ends up being insane you're like ah Oh, like, yeah, you don't see something that a kid sees, and then you're like, oh, no, yeah. that's actually really easy. Yeah. I just figured it out, or, like, figured it, yeah. You must have had to build a skill to be able to go from, like, you know, you come out of that class being like, oh, man, that wasn't how I wanted it to be, to then go not allow that to bleed into your cl- other classes, right? Yeah. And then be able to come back and go, yeah, yeah I'm going to work on it. Well, again. I think, yeah, you just, yeah, you literally just have to be like, right, didn't work out, and it took me a while, I don't know about you, it took me a long while to be like, that is one lesson yeah. in one week yeah. of an entire term and then a year. You know, yeah. it's, it's a small, yeah. small point. Yeah. And actually, you know, like I've made mistakes and I've taught kids wrong and I just hold my hands up and say, look, yeah. guys, I've made this mistake. Yeah, it was bad. I've yeah. made a mistake. Let's try and let's do it again. So I think it's really important that you do that. And um, yeah. yeah, anyway, I'm, I think I'm taking away from It's all right. Oh, no, it's you're right. fine. I, yeah, I think like, because I was, I loved improv. My sister was yeah. really into it. So I think it's kind of acting. Like Bill yeah. Nye, science guy, always says like, 
Do you know Bill Nye Science? Yeah, yeah. Do you know Bill Nye Science? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Everybody's watched this video. Bill Nye but, is global. Yeah, right? yeah, he's global. <laughs> he, um, he uh, like always said that teachers have to be kind of somewhat actors because otherwise mm, yeah. it's so boring. You know, yeah. that's why he started this thing and stuff like that. So improv is like a huge thing in teaching because you're like, oh wait, this messed up. You know, and and I'm sure that happens on like reality TV shows. Like, oh, I put that there for this to happen, and then it didn't happen. Yeah. And so all of a sudden the dialogue completely yep. changes, and you have to do those kind of flying things. by the seat of your pants, honestly, yeah. and getting comfortable in being uncomfortable. I think improv is truly, regardless of if you're in the entertainment industry or a teacher or a builder or anything, improv as a skill is so applicable to like every walk of life. It's so good to be able to think on your feet and trust in your offers and being able to stand there and go, maybe it's not the best offer, but like I've given what I can in the moment and I'm here to work, you know, and I'm here to work with you and work with that. And not only that, like if like, it, it builds confidence in people like if you find yourself caught off guard it's very easy to be like i can make myself feel more comfortable by being like i'm gonna like yeah i'm gonna move this conversation to here or i'm gonna kind of like yeah. work with this person like that yeah, or i'm yeah. gonna like move that facet of what i was building to like become this thing i think it's an invaluable skill and i wish i'd done more of it when i was kind yeah. of growing up you know like i look at some of my friends who are amazing improvisers and i'm just like oh, i wish i had that skill oh, yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. give me the treasure <laughs> of that knowledge you know like, so, so you want to be you said you, so you want to be a writer kid you want to be a writer huh <laughs> nah she <laughs> yeah, nah. so but you wrote that play or the play right the yeah Dungeon yeah dragoning yeah i wrote the uh, wrote a, wrote the world dungeoning and dragoning i can't do the ings yeah i wrote uh, i wrote that show uh, and so and you have plans for the future or yeah i would love to be able to do it again in wellington or yeah. even up here in auckland but like i really like the people i was working with on the show like I, I i wrote the world and i built the kind of like the main story of it the people came in like the three other actors we were working with came in with the offers for like these are my characters and i took those characters and built the world anyone that's into D understands what i'm doing yeah um and i just like built the world i built the narrative and the overarching plot for six episodes and then kind of like had to also be the person that was in charge of like telling the story the show would open up with a beautiful lighting display kind of like soundtrack we would walk on i would sit in this massive throne and i'd open this massive tome and i would just read to the audience for like a minute just like setting the scene of the world and then we'd work with all the characters and man it was fun like, yes so, much so it was, fun a, it was like a episode thing so it was going to be a multiple place so people could not see the same show if they went right the 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 one thing was is that every night you came to was going to be a different part of the story and you but like we tried our hardest to be like here's where we are and what happened last time but it was very much a like if you come to multiple nights you'll get like a payoff of knowing but also each of the episodes were were come to multiple nights yeah yeah yeah, yeah, well, that's, yeah, yeah. well that's, well, that's a, what that's we were a, hoping and yeah, then literally a, like literally three weeks before the show opened we were like I, I went to our producer who was amazing at the producing of it production uh, harriet preble harriet was just like oh my gosh and i was like what and she's like we're sold out like we're fully sold out for the entire season and we're three weeks out and i was like we're still rehearsing like yeah. we're still making the show yeah, like yeah. we were so 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 grateful for the wellington community being able to come out and force during COVID yeah. to be like we want entertainment and we yeah. want to do something you know well that's amazing because like obviously series are super popular right now yeah. on netflix any any system mm. And like to put it into play, because I've actually, has that been done before? Because I mean, I'm sure it has been done where you make multiple plays, but like a lot of times they just show the same play. Like they have yeah. morning and evening. Like an episodic play. Yeah. yeah. Is, has that, like, did you have that in I, mind when you did this? Because I have never heard of this When before. we came no. out with it, we thought that it was, we thought of it just due to the convention of the world being 
we were like heavily basing it off D and D that is all in of itself. Like I play with mostly actor friends. Yeah. So we see each session we do as an episode, like yeah, we're yeah. all acting in it a lot. So we kind of came in like all on the same page that we were, we were going, it's going to be a shared narrative that goes over six instances of, of like six episodes and each of them are going to be different telling a story and through your decisions, things will change. But ultimately I had to like in D and D or sometimes in storytelling, there's like a massive freedom. You can make all these decisions, but we were like, we have six shows to tell a story. So I was like, bring all the bring all oh, the range yeah. in into like a little bit of a like a railroad and let's like truck along the railroad tracks towards the eventual end and you guys can have fun on the way you know well that's um, well that sounds which awesome was, was so i really hope you fun. get that back cause yeah that, I, I mean would, yeah, i'd love to do it i mean again. i don't know much about uh dungeons and dragons i know a little bit about it yeah. but i don't know get down you punk head yeah okay anyways i don't know much about it yeah. but um it's just I think that would be amazing because that's just like what people want mm. is series because it's like mm. so much character development mm. and also yeah. you know you get to learn so much throughout that because like yeah. if you're just doing the same role in my head I would say like you're like you're actor you're the main lead or whatever and you have to do that 20 times sure, yeah. in, a, in two weeks yeah. you're going to be very good at it but it's it. hard if you're, if you're trying to change change it up every time mm. yeah you don't have a set thing do you mm, no, so it's, no we it's definitely really do. difficult for you to Okay. <laughs> yeah, sorry. That no, was, you're, uh, that, you're fine. So Winston, Winston got a little excited about that one. Um, yeah, so, wow, I, well, that sounds amazing, and I really hope that goes for you. Yeah, and, thanks. Um, yeah, man. Yeah, I, yeah. What are you doing besides that right now to maintain your I, time? I am actually teaching. <laughs> oh, are you? Hey. It always happens. It always happens. Everybody always. Comes Everybody's out. teaching. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, actually, so many of my friends are teaching, especially at the moment, like uh, uh, drama, speech classes, yeah. speech and drama classes. Yeah. Um, I'm teaching, but also doing the driving role for a, a company here in Auckland called Mix It. Um, Mix It is an amazing company. Um, that we are a youth arts center that specifically kind of like works with kids, trying to get, um, give them a space to have a voice and, and kind of find themselves here in New Zealand. We we work with a lot of um, refugee children, a lot of kids that kind of have come over here, and we're just trying to give them a space. Is on, that a charity? It, it is a charity. Yeah, yeah. It's What's a, it called? Sorry. Mix It. Mix It out of uh, out of Auckland. Yeah, we. It, it's an amazing. I feel incredibly grateful that I've been able to come in to like work with the with the company itself. And more plans in the future to do that with them. Like, it's crazy thinking as well. Like, so many of my friends are teaching. Like, and maybe not if they're even teaching at high school, but like, a couple of my very good friends are, are dance teachers. You know, or they'll teach stage combat, or they'll teach kind of like art in a different form. Come on, Winston, you are a troublemaker. Okay, <laughs> So what, what were you saying? Stay, uh, just, uh, just hold on, hold on. I'll wait till he's put. But you were talking about uh, teaching. Yeah, makes it. Sorry, you're sorry, guys. Stage, you're good. <laughs> so so many of my so many of my friends, you know, are, are, are teachers, and maybe if they're not teachers, as like you know teachers at a high school or the conventional kind of teachers they they're dance teachers they run dance studios or they're they're, they're stage combat teachers you know or they teach guitar or they teach art like and i think the older i'm getting i'm realizing like kind of looking around at the people around me i'm like all these creatives i know that are like some of the best actors and storytelling and the most beautiful people they're all teachers like yeah, everyone's yeah. teachers these days like everyone's teaching and i was like i kind of want to like get in on that action and just luckily fell into a role with mix it to be able to come oh, like yeah, kind of yeah. do a That's little awesome. work with them oh, well, yeah it's amazing good luck well, like i don't know how Thanks. long that will go but that sounds yeah yeah that sounds yeah really no we're, i mean we're and really obviously excited. we'll keep the listeners updated on this Dungeoning and dragging. Dragoning, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. I did it. Yes. <laughs> no, because that sounds awesome. And also working with um, kids that, you know, 
don't have the resources like everybody, yeah. that's such a thing that's underrated. Oh, like, wow, you know, people always say they want to do these things, and then it's just, mm. you know, life happens, and yeah. then they don't actually get to do it. So yeah, that's a, that's awesome, man. Yeah, so, yeah. thanks. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. No, um, thank, yeah, no thank you for having me. Yeah, this has awesome. been a great chat. This yeah. was great. I would have just been sitting at home doing nothing. Yeah, so exactly. like, this was amazing to come and do that. The um and um we'll definitely uh see Ryan around because uh he rolls around on the basketball court sometimes when he's not injured. But uh, <laughs> um, yeah. but good luck with uh everything, man. Go thanks. well and heal well. Yeah, thanks. And, uh, thanks, thanks, yeah. thanks. And uh, yeah, everyone uh, have a great day and stay out of trouble. Stay oh, that's safe. what I say with my kids. Oh, okay, yeah. Fair. Anyway, see you later. Peace. Wow, that was awesome. Yes. Are you so, ready to dungeon and dragoning? <laughs> Dungeoning and dragoning, I think. Yeah. Oh. No, oh, I, I, mate, I absolutely am. I think, um, you know, when that play comes out, I am, I'm in. Hundred percent. I mean, dungeon and dragoning for me, I really think it would be a great time, but I think I just don't have enough time in my life for this. <laughs> well, look, I mean, time or not, I think I've learned, I've learned loads about different industries and I hope you guys Being have taken empathetic yeah oh absolutely and I took so much on board of what Ryan was saying about sort of if you've got a passion about something then that can be a really that's a big driver yeah. you know um, and you know you really need to focus on on that which is yeah I think so true in so many different things so. and he also tried a bunch of different things it sounds like yeah as well. so he's yeah, just yeah, yeah. you know doing lighting Jack doing um, all doing trades. some executive producing <laughs> doing some that's a lie he wasn't an executive producer but he was doing games on reality tv shows he was the planet of the apes like you yeah, know he's doing everything and you know sometimes you just got to do that and i think that's a really important takeaway you yeah. know don't just get stuck in one thing you know i think it is really important even for us teachers as well to try different things like we're teaching in different schools and we're you know i'm certainly trying different grades and different ages and and just sort of you know it's all about trying different yeah, things exactly. and finding finding your feet with it all so no really interesting um, awesome and I, yeah i'm definitely going to jump out there yeah huge thanks for ryan mcintyre uh check him out he does music mi mixing uh he does mix what's it mixers do you remember the name of the charity mix it Mix it. Mix it. So I, gonna... I do remember. It was called Mix It, of course. Ryan's still sitting here. So we're he's listening to It us. was Mix It. It was Mix It, okay? And I was <laughs> trying my edit. hardest to bite my tongue, okay? I was biting <laughs> my tongue. That. You can edit that. Yeah, true, true. Yeah, true. Okay, um, sorry. Say that again. So the charity that he works with is Mix It. Mix It, yep. So definitely check him out. Um, check that out. I think, you know, I think it sounds like a really, really cool program. cause, actually. Yeah. yeah. So um, I'm sure there's places you can donate to that if we google it and, and we'll like put that. a link to his music on uh, on the instagram account and also on the podcast website and, and um yeah. yeah if you're around auckland just keep your eyes open for anything you know some dungeoning and dragoning and, and yeah. anything that ryan's going to get involved in we'll uh, we'll make sure we keep updating the uh, instagram and, and all that and again just thanks very much for listening guys and uh, like share uh subscribe subscribe um, and uh, join the million of listeners that are out there listening to us. Yeah, we're, we're actually doing all right. Yeah, we're doing all right, actually. So and, uh, please keep sharing. And um, thanks. five stars. Thank you. Thank you, everyone. This is Adrian signing off. And this is Henry saying toodaloo. Have a great day, everyone. Or a great night. Edited by Adrian Swenson and Henry Godkin. Music produced by Adrian Swenson. And free sound from David Renda on... F-E-S-L-I-Y-A-N studios.com as it is free sound and downloadable by all. Thank you very much for producing some of the music.